This episode of the Aqua Minority is brought to you by GoDaddy. Whether you have a new idea or established business, the key to success online starts with a great donor name. Because we love you, Aqua Misfits, we want to give you 30% off your order. So go to trygodaddy.com backslash Aqua Minority and start ruling the internet. Again, that's trygodaddy.com backslash Aqua Minority. Say 30%. Now let's start the show. All right. Morning. Welcome to the Awkward Minority Podcast, episode 70. I am one of your hosts, Lady Godiva, and with me, as always, is Jesus Shuttlesworth, a.k.a. Mookie Blaylock. Hey, what's up? Hey! Um, so, before we start, I just want to mention that I'm eating. I'm sorry. I haven't eaten much all day, so please excuse me if you hear a few things. What you, what you, eat, what you eating? So my sister got uh, Chinese uh, mixed vegetables and rice for me. So I was like, okay. Shout out to May, hooking it up. <laughs> yeah, how was your day? My day is pretty. My day, my my day, my day is going. <laughs> my day is going pretty good. It's going. It's going to get a little better because podcast listeners, we have a surprise for y'all in the middle of the show. I'm going to tell you right now what it is. It's the H and M gift card. My bad, it's not a gift card. It's a discount code to get forty percent off of any purchase. No no minimum amount of money needs to be spent. And on top of that, it's gonna be free shipping. So you can get something for nine dollars, throw that forty on there, forty percent, and then get it for way cheaper than that and get free shipping. But we'll talk about we'll talk we'll talk a little more about that in the middle of the episode. Or not the middle. We're going to talk about it later in the episode, so make sure you listen and keep an eye out for that code because you do not want to miss it. Because once it's gone, it's gone. But yeah, be sure to look out for that code. Anyway, yeah, it's been, you know, my day's been going a little pretty well. I had a, I had an amazing Halloween. I know you don't like Halloween, but you know, it was amazing, still in the same. <laughs> well, that's good. Um... I actually think that I have to go to a doctor. <laughs> um, Why you gotta go to the do- what? You, what you done did? What you done broke? I don't know. I think I have a hernia. Um, for for weeks, I've been feeling this like tug on the right side, um, and it and like I actually it's sensitive to touch, and then when I I touch my you know that that area that's sensitive, and it feels like a ball. Like, like a golf-sized ball. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you need to go get that. You need to go get that checked out. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but whatever. You know, I don't like going to the doctor. <laughs> yeah, I know we'd be fighting to the end. I feel, I feel you. I feel you. But yo, since when did Halloween become the time when nobody goes outside to trick or treat anymore? Cause a lot of crazy motherfuckers out there. Man, please, it's Halloween. Halloween. If anything, Halloween is the most safest environment for you to be out. Now, when we were kids, we used to go out, and our moms didn't even come with us. She'd be like, just go. Because everybody else be out there, too. You get you get the crazy people that want to give you apples. I remember this one lady tried to give us animal crackers, and she like, God bless her soul. God bless her soul. Because she didn't, she didn't mean... She, she she didn't she didn't mean and attend for this to be like it was, but it wasn't animal crackers that were individually wrapped or individual packages. She had like a big ass huge bag of can uh, uh, animal crackers, and she was like reaching in it with like a cup and like pouring it in the bags. I was like, oh my god, 
I was like, I don't want none of this. I don't. Man, my my mom, when you got home, my mom immediately was like, throw that shit away. It was nice of her, but throw that shit away. Which it probably was. Which it was probably nothing wrong with the animal crackers, but still, it's the it's the sure notion of it. Which is which is really funny that that she tried to do it. Everybody was like, nah, bruh. But but I was polite though. I took the I didn't say nothing to her. I took the animal crackers. I thanked the woman, and then I went about my day. Right, it's, but it, it's so crazy because I bought all this candy. I was like, okay, this year I'm gonna be really, it's gonna be, I'd never run out, but I was like, okay, I'll make sure I never run out. So, six o'clock comes, nobody. 6.30, my neighbor, my neighbor's um daughter comes out because we all, that's the only way I see her every year anyway, because she's artistic, shout out to her. So she comes by, and you know, me and her, you know, we do our little, you want some candy? No, I want a candy. She can't, cause she can't eat candy anyway. She's, um, special needs, so she can't eat candy regardless. But she, you know, we, we do our little interact. We do our little dance. And then she get her little, her mom always makes her get one piece. I try to sneak her more than one, even though she can't eat it anyway. So then we do our little dance. She go about her day. So then I'm still sitting out there for like 6.30 to like 7.30. And it's nobody, right? Nobody. So then the car that normally rolls up with the, um, the, the, the hay bales or whatever, you know, giving people a ride on the little, cause we're country as fuck. You know, the little, um, pickup trucks with the, with the extended, not the extended cab, but mm-hmm. it was basically a hayride. The hayride pulls up and it's like only five kids on the hayride this year. They, wow. mind you, he's playing Stranger Things theme song, so he's in the mood. He got the windows down. He's he's dressed like Jack Sparrow. So I'm like, oh, oh, here he come, here he comes. So I'm happy to see him. And then like five kids get off it. Like I see like a friend from high school. That was that was nice. But other than that, I'm like, okay. And then some other kids. In total, in total for the whole night, because like in a ten minute span, about thirty kids came. But for the total night, the whole night, I don't even think fifty kids came by. Wow! Oh my goodness! And it was the it was the one year I actually dressed up too. I didn't dress like I didn't do no. I, your Insta, your Facebook post made me think of something because when I think of Halloween, I think of like I'm not gonna try to dress up like a goo a goose goal a goblin. I dressed up like a basketball player from the night. I dressed up like um, Mookie Blaylock's backup, who's who got to sit on the bench because Mookie Blaylock stole all his minutes. I was fresh to death. Y'all go on my Instagram, which is the Squire Tales, and check it out. I now, my, I normally never post pictures, but I posted a picture that time. I was fresh. I had the Adidas. I had the Adidas tublers on. I had the H and M. I had the H and M joggers, and I had the old school. It wasn't the Mitchell and Ness. It was the old school Atlanta Hawks Adidas warm up jacket on. That thing was that thing was super big on me because I get I guess I don't wear large anymore because it was a large but it was big as shit so I guess I don't wear large anymore yay clap it up but anyway I was fresh I was fresh to death my my hair was popping I was like yeah I'm looking fresh I like too bad nobody got to see this freshness <laughs> you did a video that was cool. <laughs> yeah, the video, the video, yeah, the video, the video came out pretty nice. I should have had some music playing. I was, I made the video just. I was like, somebody got to see this freshness because them two, had them fresh prime kit tubulars, them prime kit tubular. Y'all don't know nothing about that. Them prime kit red tube. Man, I was fresh. I gotta get that fit off. I, I gotta wear that in my like my regular days. Like they gotta be a regular day fit. You know, like sometimes you wear something for Halloween. Well, not everybody. Sometimes you wear something for Halloween. Be like, okay, wait a minute. 
I'm not gonna get this off because even though that shirt, that that warm that warmer jacket was too big. Shout out to shout out to um, Atlanta Hawks for the jacket. Even though it was biggest shit, it's like with the with the joggers or whatever. It fit, it looked nice, like it looked ni- it fit nicely. But anyway, this uh, this one trick or treater every and this I love Halloween. I love it because I love giving. I love giving candy to people. Because you know I like giving. So it was one girl. She always for Halloween, she always something that nobody else guesses. Like last year, she was she was A from Pretty Little Liars, and I guessed that. And this year she come up and I was like, What? I was like, I was like, okay, soccer mom, what you what you want? And she's like, You are the only person, Javars, to ever get what I am. And I feel like accomplished for that for some fair reason. Cause she had like she, she had like her Starbucks cup cup. She had her glasses. You know, like you put your glasses on your shirt. She had the glasses on the shirt. She had a visor on. She had like a tote, like a tote bag. She had like a, a um a vest. She looked like a soccer mom. And she was like, Jabaris, you always get what I am. I felt accomplished. She about six she about sixteen, seventeen now. I'm like, I don't watch you grow the hell up. Wow. It's really crazy. So it's really crazy some of these kids grow from big kids to like grown ass women. You're like, what the fuck? Right, but then this this one moment earlier in the evening happened that I, I have to share the podcast. I have to because it's just y'all probably already read it on Twitter, but I have to share it. Man, Halloween really do bring out the races in people, and it was there was actually a there was actually a first because some people in my neighborhood are pretty racist, but I have never seen racism on this level. Well, not on I have never seen racism on this level on Halloween. So. As you know, Halloween is when the time you get to meet some of your new, some of your neighbors, some of your new neighbors. So a lot of your neighbors don't know who hell lives in the neighborhood with them till Halloween comes. So this one particular lady, mind you, because again, I was standing. Remember, I said I was sitting outside. I was sitting outside of my front yard, right by the mailbox, and there was this group of kids. It was like three kids and a woman. They was walking down the street. Now the street is to the left. The street is to the left of the co- the right of the cul-de-sac. So the cul-de-sac is to the left of the street. When you're walking down the street, you can clearly see what's going on in the cul-de-sac because it's the middle of the day. It's around six, right? Six o'clock. Uh-huh. <sighs> she gets to like the stop sign by my cul-de-sac. So you you've been you've been in my cul-de-sac before. You can see from the stop sign. You can see everything in the cul-de-sac. You can see everything. She right. so she stops and like a car pull up. I guess there was like there was too lazy to walk the, the, in the community, so they had a car pull up, and then she goes. The person in the car was stand, sitting there, and then she goes, "Oh, we're just gonna skip this cold sack because nobody giving out candy." Mind you, I had stood. Mind you, I seen them. They see me, so I'm standing up. I'm like a big ass bowl of candy. You can see me. I can see you. So I stand up, and she goes, "Oh, they not passing out candy down there. Their lights not on. We're gonna skip this. We're gonna skip this street." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" Mind you, I can hear her. I can hear her because. Sound carries, you know what I'm saying. So sound carries. So if I was speaking, I she could hear me if I was speaking. So sound carries. She goes, "We gonna skip this street. They're not giving out candy down there. You don't see nobody down there, do you? You know the lights not on. They're not giving out candy. Middle of the day, six o'clock. It's not dark. Then the kids. Then the kids go. But what about him? Then she said, "They're not passing out candy down there. Do you see any lights on? Do you see anybody down there? I'm, I'm at this point, I'm flabbergasted." I'm like, is this motherfucker really that racist that you don't even want to be in the presence of a black person to take the candy out my hand? Like your racism, like it was like I was, I just started laughing and sat down. 
Because it could have got, because it could have got ugly. But I'm like, I'm, but I'm only gonna get, I would, I could have, I could have been like, oh, so you don't see me, motherfucker? I could have did something crazy. But I was like, I'm not gonna do that because it's not, at the end of the day, it's not worth it to stoop to her level. That shit. Right. It was, but it was, but it was pretty, I found it to be pretty funny. It was, it was funny. It was, it was, it wasn't fun. That's, that's crazy that we deal with so much racism now that it's just like certain shit is just like, it's on levels of funny now. Cause my neighbor, she didn't find that shit funny. She said, "If I see that bitch, I'm a fuck." She said, "I'm a guy. I got some words for that bitch." I'm like, "Oh, you don't got." I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> like, cause, cause my neighbor, cause my neighbors, they don't, you know, like white people know racism exists, but they don't get to see like a spirit, like get to see it happen to you daily. So when they see it happen to you, they're ready to go. They're charged up. I'm like, what the fuck ever. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, fuck that lady. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm brushing it off. My neighbor, like, no, nah, I'm gonna fuck that bitch up. My neighbor gonna get that. My lady gonna get. My neighbor gonna get that lady a two piece. She done called the B word and everything. But anyway, <laughs> anyway. Oh man. Anyway, the new Sandcoin collection is out now. I'm so happy to finally say that the new Sandcoin collection is out now, ladies and gentlemen. You can visit Sandcoin.com to get in on the latest. Artist collection from Sandcorn. I'm talking like I'm talking in third person, like me and you didn't like we didn't create it. <laughs> but yeah, it's oh. it's s a n q u o n dot com. What 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 is your fa- do you have a favorite piece from the collection? Um, it's it's really hard to choose because the model was amazing. Patricia killed it. Shout out to Patricia. <laughs> Patricia killed it. I'm gonna read this press release. Then we go get into Patricia real quick. Okay, here, here's okay. the here's the press release that I think I talked about this on the podcast last week when I said um something along the lines of I'm always doing shit late. I did this. I did the press release this morning or yesterday. This yesterday or this morning. I I think I did it yesterday and looked over it this morning or something like that. Mind you, the collection came out today. Okay, Sandcoin's latest offering is here. Dub, don't hurt yourself. The collection finds itself returning to the founder's roots, art, retelling an ever-loving story with bold graphics and visuals infusing elements of streetwear and high fashion, hinging on one subtle but aggressive statement, don't hurt yourself. This collection features the brand staple t-shirts, hoodies, and all the accessories you have come to love, while also offering a few surprises along the way. This collection is the start, not the end. Y'all might want to listen to those words I said. This collection is the start, not the end. I'm going to share Yeah, So y'all probably can guess what's going on. But yeah, I had fun creating this collection. I think if I had to pick a shirt, if I had to pick a piece, it would be the Ellen. It would be the, not the Ellen. I don't want to, I want to say the Ellen because I named it after women. I named each collector. I don't know none of these women. Because we, we'll get into an in-depth podcast discussion about the collection itself. But I don't know none of these women. But basically, it's about some it's about some scammers. They some scammers. <laughs> we, but we're going to give y'all backstory. Like I said, the collection is just the start. We got some shit for y'all. Man, it's fire. <laughs> Man, we got some. Like, if you think this is hot, just wait till you see what we have. Like, the, like the clothing is just the start. Like the clothing used to be the start in the, the end when I first when I first started doing fashion, but no, wait till you see what we got in store. 
Yeah, it's Ellen, Eleanor, 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 the one with the ski mask and the sh with the sh road across the road, road across the ski mask. That's my favorite because it's like aggressiveness and swimsuit type shit. Uh, we had fun oh. making this. We're gonna get, like I said, we're gonna get into this. We're gonna have, a, we're gonna do a whole episode dedicated to talk about the collection. <laughs> just know, just know. Okay, but I got, a, I got a question for you. Okay, they say they say we're on a date, whatever. And I go and I go to the bathroom. I'll make it short. I'll go to the bathroom and I text you, yo, you looking sexy as fuck tonight. Is that corny? I mean, no. It's not corny. Why? That's is it weird? It's not it's different, but it's not it's not <laughs> weird. I don't think it's weird. Would, would you find that cute? Yeah, I'm like, huh, thank you. <laughs> Because, cause I, cause if, <laughs> cause I was see, cause um on Twitter or whatever, somebody retweeted, somebody retweeted that on J Lo and A Rod's first date, A Rod went to the bathroom to text Jennifer Lopez that she was looking sexy as fuck tonight. So I didn't know how to. I was like, what? I was like, that's interesting. <laughs> it's different. Hey. Yeah, it's big, yeah, it's big, it's big, it's very, it's very different. I'm like, oh, I'm like, uh, I'm like, I don't know, did I, I, man, I, I, I didn't know how to feel. I was like, oh, that's nice. I was like, would I do that? I was like, no, nah, I don't do no corny shit like that. That probably some corny, that probably is some corny shit I would do. I don't know, I don't know. Fuck it, a rod, a rod. If, if she like, if she liked it, I loved it. I, that's all I gotta say for that. But I just thought that shit to be, I just thought that shit to be very funny. I was like, what? Went to went to the bathroom. Yo, I'm about to get this fire. Like he, just, I'm about to get this fire text off. Yo, you looking sexy as fuck tonight, ma. You know, damn. You J low. Like what the fuck? Like what? Like how did this conversation co- go about? Then then what do you say when you come back to the table? Like hey, did you get that text? <laughs> what if she don't reply to the text? What if she lol your text? Hey, Rod, you a, you a brave motherfucker. You got to go back to that table. What she be like, nigga, shut up. <laughs> who, what she be like, who this? Or what if you come back to the table and she gone? Okay, I'm just saying, hey, Rod. I'm just getting jokes off. But yeah, that was, I found it to be pretty... I, can't, I found it to be pretty interesting. Right. <laughs> have, you got a, have you got a chance to listen to the Visions album? Yes, I have. What do you think about it? it you said the scissor, you said scissor or the um Divi- division. Oh, division. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I thought you said something else. I mean, we can talk about scissor. No, I'm just saying they probably like, damn. I'm trying yeah, to go talk about scissor. Um, whole album. I heard I heard a few songs from it, and I'm I'm in love with the songs. Man. Um, they got you. You already know. I like. I like Division's album. Division's album. The more I listen to it, the more it grows. Because we have to soon put together our podcast episodes where we talk about the best albums of the year. So I've been going back and listening to shit. Division doesn't have. I'm going to tell y'all right now. Division doesn't have Scissor B. Division doesn't have Scissor B at all. But God damn, they getting close, man. And I'm telling you, Daniel said, "I don't want to change your mind. I just want to change your mood." Making him change your clothes. Still never change on you. I was like, this nigga, bro. Nigga said, nigga said, you want to fall back? 
I wanna fall back tonight. You're just on my own, baby. I just wanna take it all up. Like the the way he begin, he begin to his voice, nigga. And then they put out the video for Mood. Mood is shot in the way Lady Godiva, which is another thing when we talk about the Sanquan collection, we're going to talk about video shooting. Lady Godiva know I love one shots. Like one shot, no editing. It's just you follow the model. The model does what she does. Oh my God. The, the Mood video, because that's the, I don't want to make sure that you get love. And I want to make sure that we can focus on us. Look what you made me do. Like, that song is so beautiful. They like, fuck that. We don't need no video or no fancy flips, camera tricks, and cuts. We just going to get us a nice looking model. She going to be getting ready for me to come over. Man, that shit so goddamn. I'm going to make sure in the description of the um podcast episode, we put that Division video. Because that Division video... It's beautiful. Man, I'm like, I'm like, this some good shit. It, you know how sometimes you'll watch something be like, that's something I would do. Because mm-hmm. I watched that division. Uh, sorry, I was going to say, I think the Misfits are waiting for you to come out with an album. Look at Misfits. Y'all want me to put out a single? I'll put a Misfits. If y'all want me to put out an album, I would do it just for y'all. Matter of fact, I'm sitting on something right now. If y'all want me to put out some music, let me know. Because I would happily. I, I already, already said on this podcast, I gotta put out, I gotta put out at least one, one song before I die. Like, one original song. Because I got another song, I got a cover of a song I could put out. I wanna perfect it first, but I wanna at least put out one song. Hey. I'm not gonna rap, I'm just not gonna be no rap. I'm like, I don't know, rap, rap is oversaturated. I don't know. I, but I, what I really wanna do, and somebody probably can help me out with this, I really wanna do a modern, I really wanna remix fucking Jigalos, they get lonely too. Ooh, all my honeys need inspiration. But honey, babe, I need you. Like, I love this. I've never been to Jigalo. Every time I say that, cause, I don't know, if I, if I write music, it's not gonna be about my life. This just be clear. So y'all ain't gonna be listening to no song and be like, oh shit, Javar's like that? Cause I, I don't know, I like that free, like that freedom of range, you know what I'm saying? Right. You gonna hear my, bruh, bruh, that's all like, but yeah, if y'all want me to put music out, let me know. I would happily do it for y'all because y'all, 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 the fans come first. The fans of the podcast, the fans of the, the music, you know, the fans of the podcast, the fans of the clothing, the fans of the blog, you know, whatever y'all misfits and y'all, all y'all misfits want, we got y'all. Nice. Y'all got it like that. <laughs> speak, speak, speaking of albums, Bit Motherfucking Crit Forever is a Mighty Long Time. Hey. <laughs> first of all, first of all, I want to thank all y'all for coming out to the um pop up that Big Crit did. Because a lot Aww. of people, a lot of people caught on to what because I, I try to because when we do things, I try not I try to speak in code so that I don't violate anything I don't supposed to be telling. So on the podcast episode, I was like, make sure y'all come out to the pop-up shop to buy some merch. You might even hear the album. Uh-huh. I said, you might even hear the album. And a lot of people was like, whenever Jesus Shuttleworth say shit like that, you do, you know, he's kind of telling you. I told you, I said, you're going to hear the album. I think I, I think I, I, I think I said, my, I might have said, you're going to hear the album. Uh-huh. So Big Crit put out his new album for, forever is a mighty long time. It's a two disc set. Is done from from Justin Scott. Justin Scott is his real name, and it's done from Big Crit. 
So it's like he giving you the savior type music and he giving you the country bangers because Big Crit is fine. I think personally, Big Crit has finally found his his lane that he's comfortable in. Because it's because a lot of artists go through this where they trying to make sure you know, understand that they can rap. Like they'll bar miss for you to death. Like I think my like my first book, I bar miss for you to death. I made sure you knew that my goddamn writing ability was on point with the greats. So it's like you make so it's like after you give them that, you try to you don't dumb it down, but you feel like you find you find a comfortable medium. I think that Big Crit found a comfortable medium because he's actually letting people do production on songs. Wow. Because at first, Big Crit was on that rush shit. You know, I I write it, I produce it, I ma- I mixed it, I master it. But his was a little less. His was a more more subtle. Tried to rush, but um, his was a little more subtle. But Big Crit started to let other people do things, and it's, it's, his projects are starting to sound. They're not sounding better, but they're sounding more experienced. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so y'all make sure y'all go out and get Forever is a Mighty Long Time. It's one of the it's one of the best rap albums of the year. Man, when we do our rap, we're gonna do our rap. I'm gonna let y'all inside the studio. When we do our rap episode, it's gonna be hard to pick a number one. Because Crit came with some heat. I'm that's another actually no, I'm start giving away spoilers. Just know this this rap list, this rap list, no hard feelings to anybody on this rap list. We're not holding anything back. We giving you straight factual things about this. We don't care about how popular you are. We don't care how many records you sold. We don't care how many get times you've been in the game. We judge you solely on this one project. Mm-hmm. So just know it's gonna be some hurt feelings. And I still love you at the end of the day. But because it's some heat. The rap drops some heat this year. Vin, you got Vic Mensa. You got Rick Ross. You got Kendrick Lamar. You got Vin Staples. You got Jay-Z. You got Big Crit. You got Rhapsody. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Shit, you even got 21 Savage. Oh, shit. They're not, they, they're not going to be in the top of the list, by the way. I'm just going to throw that out there. Even though they're good rappers, but off, but not best albums of the year type shit. They get they can get like an honorable mention. Rich is which is another thing. Make sure y'all go out there and buy Offset and Twenty One Savage. No warning album. They just dropped this shit out of nowhere. It's a mixtape, but you know nowadays mixtapes are albums because you gotta buy them. So anyway, I don't wanna make sure that you get love. That boy said somebody should have claimed you by now. Division. Yo, Drake, put some money behind Division, please. Right? <laughs> please, man. I mean, they deserve to be on a higher platform. Sure. They need to put some... Actually, Drake, give us the money for the marketing and I got you. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> we'll be OVO. We'll be OVO. I'll probably tease you about not responding to Joe Button every now and then, but you know, we'll still be OVO. Like, why you didn't give him bars, man? You gave him conversation. Go DM him. But, you know, anyway. That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. Yo, but yo, Division, yo, for real, though. Is it, is it, is it, does it hurt your career to be signed to an artist in 2017? Does it hurt your career if you're signed to an artist? Yeah. Do, does you feel like it hurts your career to be signed to an artist in 2017? These days, no. I mean, kinda, cause it feels, cause if you look at division, division is getting no kind of push. Like, 
most people don't even know because and it hurts my soul because you see a lot of people speak about R&B and they talk about how, oh, nowadays there's no R&B and all this other shit and they're ill foreign about it. It's like the vision giving you the 90s R&B right there. He got a fucking, he got a Maxwell sample. Like, man. So it's like you got that, you got Sizzler, you got you got the vision, you got Daniel Caesar, you got Janelle Aiko. You got Kalani. So it's like it's there, but I feel like you got Majid Jordan. Majid Jordan album just came out Friday. You know who else um who's been interesting to my ears lately? Black Bear. Black Bear? Yeah, that Dore Me song with Gucci. Yeah, that's some good me. I thought you were talking about Black. Yeah, Black Bear's pretty good, too. Shit, even... Even shit, low as as quiet as kept, Chris Brown dropped some heat. I didn't listen to none of it because it's 45 songs. (laughs) Yo, can we... Ladies, let me know if I can listen to the... I'm gonna let the ladies decide. Because, ladies, let me know if we can listen to Chris Brown. Because he make it... Chris Brown make it harder for you to want to listen to him because he always bugging. But if the ladies say I should listen to Chris Brown, we're going to listen to Chris Brown. Because, um, to get to Joe Budden, Joe Budden podcast, they play like a, a, one of the records, one of the 45 records. That shit was fire. Like, I don't like Chris Brown as a person, but I will honestly admit if you make some good shit. And that was some good, that was some good shit. So ladies, let us know what we can do. Because it's on y'all. I be defending y'all out here in these streets. Cause I really had a, po- I really still got a policy in place where I would never interview a fucking Chris Brown. You know, people thought I was joking when, when we made that policy of the magazine. Like, nigga, for real, nigga, what the moral ground, motherfucker? We want inter- like we went interview a lot. Of, we it's a lot of people people don't know on my list not going ever be interviewed by me. It's a lot of people high on that list. Like my morals is very high when it comes to shit. But anyway, <laughs> we talk about Ter- we talked about Terry Richards last week or whatever. People, people, <laughs> never mind. I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna go there. Oh, I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna go there. Anyway, anyway, who you think killed um JFK? Um, <laughs> do you think it was? Do you think it was Lee Harvey Oswald? Sure. Hell no. Nah, fuck that. No, I don't, yo the, the 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 document, the court document, or well, the, the documents that the FBI have on the JFK assassination supposed to come out this year. I think this month or last week or some shit. It's supposed to come out or whatever, and I cannot wait to read them because this is something I've been fascinated about since I was seven. I think we talked about it briefly on this podcast before, but I don't think that Lee Harvey Oswald killed him. I really believe in the Grassy Knoll theory because the gra- if y'all don't know, a lot of, a lot of y'all are young. JFK was a president of the United States of America or whatever. JFK was JFK was one of the more socially acceptable presidents to like. Like all the ladies loved, all the ladies loved him because he was he was handsome or whatever. He might have been having an affair with Marilyn Monroe. I'm not entirely sure. I'm not gonna put that on that man. I'm just gonna say uh-huh. she she did a very slutty rendition of Happy Birthday to him. <laughs> but anyway, that was the rumor. The rumor, and he was married to one of the most stylish, one of the most stylish women. I don't. I think I'm gonna say hand to hand, her and Michelle Obama are one, two of the most stylish, um, first ladies. Jackie O. Mm-hmm. 
Not to be confused with the rapper Jackie O, but the the actual first Jackie O. So JFK is my favorite. JFK is one of my favorite presidents. I might tell my Obama story. That made me think about Obama. I said one of my favorite. I might tell my Obama story on this podcast. Not today though. Uh Trust me. It's if y'all like that Drake story, y'all gonna be like Javaris. What the fuck? When you hear my Obama story, because people people was mad about the Drake story, but I still choose. I still choose T.I. over Drake in in going to a concert. I tell Drake that. I'm pretty sure Drake know. I'm pretty sure Drake know that Drake. Drake know I passed up on one of his concerts to go to a Ti concert, but but you have to, but anyway, listen to the last episode. Mama, don't look if you want to hear the full story of that because that shit is funny. That shit is super funny. I remember when I accidentally. Never mind. I remember. Did I leak it? I think I did. I hold on. I know we're not gonna talk about that. Anyway, we're not gonna talk about what I accidentally leaked. I got self edit sometime. Anyway, what were we talking about? Okay, yeah. So I fully subscribe to the um, JFK grassy knoll theory. The grassy knoll theory is that the Dallas parade in which JFK got killed from, killed in. D- everybody's saying that the that the the deposit the the bookstore deposit the library depository is where Lee Harvey Oswald shot JFK. We never got to find out whether or not it was actually factually true because Lee Harvey Oswald didn't even survive that day. He got killed. He got somebody ran up on him when he was in custody and he got killed or whatever. But the whole thing is interesting because when JFK have you ever seen the video of him getting shot and killed? No, I haven't. It's very graphic. I mean, we watched it in school, and that shit is graphic. When he gets shot, his head goes backwards. Mind you, he's riding in a car. When he gets shot, his head goes backwards. The depository is behind him. I don't know much. I don't know. I don't. I don't know much about bullets and getting hit with them, but I just know that if you get shot in the back of the head, it's no way in hell your head goes backwards. Your impact, the impact of a bullet shouldn't go backwards. The only way you going backwards from getting shot is if you're getting shot in the front of you, which in turn is hints to the grassy knoll. It was a dude in all, a dude's wearing all black, a black top hat, black teeth, black trench coat, black pants. He just blacked out, right? He's standing with an umbrella in the middle of the day. It's not raining. And then he puts the umbrella down and leaves, like after JLK gets shot, and he's standing by the grassy knoll. Now we don't know if somebody was shooting from the grassy knoll. He was like blocking them from being seen. All we know is it was a dude. They still don't know who the fuck the dude is. It was a dude in all black. After the shooting happened, the dude in all black was gone, uh-huh. and he had an umbrella in the middle of the day. Oh yeah, that was saying like so. We really don't know about. Who killed him? Because one thing with the Kennedy family is the Kennedy family always get into politics and they're always get killed because his brother got killed in the kitchen, like in the kitchen, like on the campaign stop when he was running. So it's like the Kennedy family. A lot of people believe that it was that the Kennedy family had debt owed to the mob. And y'all ain't about to say he the mob ain't real because Al Capone is real as a motherfucker. It wasn't to Al Capone, obviously. But you know, so a lot of people theory is that the that the Kennedys had um they had overdue debt to the mob or whatever. But my my whole philosophy on this is if both of these trying to bring about change and you mean with Martin Luther King and all this shit. And you trying to bring about change in America where the climate for change is not welcome? It's some other shit. I just, it's some other shit going on. That's what I feel. I feel like 
I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna be I'm not going go. All I know is when he when J, when JFK got killed, the next president was was fucking he, the next president was trying to become was trying to get sworn in in the damn deposit was trying to get sworn in in the moratorium and like the the like over the JFK's body the body wasn't even cold yet. <laughs> we not. I'm not gonna mention that president's name, but y'all know what president I'm talking about. He was a horrible president, but yeah, he was trying to get sworn in quick as possible. I'm not saying he had anything to do with it. I'm just saying everything about this doesn't doesn't add up. So hopefully we can get some. Hopefully we don't get blackbarred in the information. Because I really, because I really would like to know, I really would like to know what actually happened on this. Because this is something, like, again, this is something we've been, a lot of us been waiting for this day because I don't care what Donald Trump saying. Donald Trump, um, Donald Trump was never, never, so Donald Trump didn't make it to release the documents. The document was already going to be released in this year. Like, you go out every, every documentary you watch, do you know, blah, 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 blah. 2017 and I, I used to be like man 2017 we gonna be dead by then you know I mean, i'm young as fuck i don't know i'm like 2017 that's long as time so yeah it's so it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be going on it's definitely going to be going on so that'd be very interesting to see what really right. goes on about that because you gotta put you're gonna put all the documents out there uh-huh. if it but I still don't think they're gonna give us the truth. That's the crazy part. It's that we're gonna get all these that we're gonna get all this information. I still don't think we're gonna get the truth. Yeah, of course. <laughs> which is funny, which is funny that we won't get the truth about JFK, but we got the truth about Fred Hampton and how the FBI actually had it actually sent undercovers into the Black Panther organization. I think I told I told we did a whole podcast episode about this, but the recap. For a lot of y'all that didn't catch those episodes, because you might be new to the series, but the FBI thought that the, the FBI really thought that the, the Black Panther Party was a terroristic organization, so they sent in a lot of people that shall remain nameless because I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't reward suckers. With, with, I don't resort suckers with the name being spoke about. I just know that sucker felt so guilty about being a sucker that he ended up killing himself because he's a fucking sucker. But I'm gonna leave that at that, you piece of shit. Anyway. They sent in these, they sent in these other covers to this Black Panther party. And it was like, wait, so, so the black, the, the undercover was like, yo, I don't know what y'all think going on in the Black Panther party, but the Black Panther party, they really ain't getting down like that. They just feeding, they just, they just out here giving food to kids. <laughs> you know, like that what they were doing, like they was out here giving food. It's in the documents, by the way. It's in government documents. They was out here giving food to kids. Nah, keep on searching, keep on searching. So it gets to one point where Fred Hampton goes out to California. Fred Hampton is giving speeches at universities and all this other stuff. So whenever you get an intelligent black man to speak, you find out that this intelligent black man is not anything of what you told him about. Because remember when people saying the Black Panther Party is a racist organization? And I put out that clip and I put out that clip of Fred Hampton saying the Black Panther Party don't discriminate against white Puerto Rican, black Puerto, you know, hit that biggie on them. I don't care if you black Puerto Rican or Asian. Good conversation. You know what I'm saying? They put so they put that out there like, and I put that out there where he says, We not racist. If you if you if you down for the revolution never struggle, we want you in. You know, black, brown, or whatever. Like, 
one of our lawyers was a Black Panther. He white. <laughs> he white is all down that nose. You know what I'm saying? So it's like Huey Newton. Yo, he gave me that picture of him and Huey Newton. That I share that shit to this day. But yeah, so it's like Black Panthers are white. So a lot of Black Panther was white. So it's like they just wasn't. They just understood. We not on the front line. We 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 don't. They don't need to see our white ass face. White ass, as he would say, our white ass face. Cause they black, you know, so the Black Panther Party. But anyway, they only got nothing to do with that. So it's like they the the, the government. I'm just gonna say. The government decided to raid Fred Hampton's home with his pregnant wife in the home with the other people, with the other occupants that were staying in California with them. They raided in the home and let off a, and basically killed everybody in their sleep. Now, tell me if you if you're raiding a home and everybody sleep, why are you killing them? If everybody sleep, what danger do they cause to you? Nobody shooting at you. Nobody was going to shoot at you because they was they they was always on some don't start none won't be none type shit. Now that was like Fred Hampton, you know, Fred Hampton got more done in his lifespan than a lot of people will because that man died at like 24, 22 or whatever. But it's still his his dream still lives on because you can't you can't suppress a you can't suppress a a, a smart black man. But anyway, so I always so I feel that it's special things that go on in society. What, that that derails shit on purpose because Martin Luther King, you know, and Martin Luther King Museum in um in Tennessee, the history, the the African American History Museum in Tennessee or whatever, they have a whole they have a whole building dedicated to Martin Luther King, and one of the theories is the little is the white is the white pony is the white Mustang FBI theory about a white a white a white um Ford Mustang or whatever. People people believe that the government killed King. Which 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 is crazy because the building the building is in the building that King got shot from. It's like the you can go to the window and see where he got shot from the balcony and all this. It's surreal as fuck. It's creepy. It's creepy, but sur- it's creepy, but it's enlightening as well. Right. I don't know. So if y'all get a chance, make sure. You get, so, so if y'all get a chance, read up on the Black Panthers. Watch the doc- documentaries on the Black Panthers. Read up on JFK because. Everybody that seems to try to bring about change in America suddenly dies. Organizations get ran through. Mm-hmm. Shit. <laughs> What's that fuck? I'm not gonna. I'm, we're not gonna. We're not gonna Black Panther dive right now. I'm about the Black. Pa- I'm about the. Oh, I'm about the. You know. You know Geronimo Platt. I'm about the Geronimo Platt. This motherfucker. Tupac. I'm about to talk about Tupac Mama. Bobby Seale. Bobby Rush. I'm about. I too pop this. I black this shit out. But now nah, we're gonna um we're gonna get off that. Let's go to a lighthearted thing. Outcast album Stank Onya turned seventeen this year. Wow, time flies. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> Man, those classes, boy. <laughs> All right, so we gotta we gotta do this, ladies and gentlemen. We have to do this. We have to do this. Whew. What is your favorite Outkast album? Oh, man. <laughs> well, um, it's, it's a tie between 
Eighteen and Saint <laughs> Yeah, that was really that was really funny because um, shout out Bernard Jones. We was discussing this on Twitter that uh-huh. you can always tell. Actually, no. When did you arrive to the um? When did you arrive to Outcast albums? Like, what was the first Outcast album you heard? The first one um was I think it was the eighth. Aliens, I think. All right, so you just so you just going. You introduced me to it, remember? Huh? You introduced me to the album. Oh, see, okay, that explains it too. Then I guess because well, me and Bomani Jones, like, uh, be Bomani Jones and a couple other people, because a lot of people was out, a lot of people just left filled with that shit. Everybody came to the conclusion that if you heard, if the older you get, the 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 older you get the different albums it is. Like, when I first discovered Outkast from their first album, because I'm from Atlanta, I'm an ATLian. So, I like Outkast at the beginning, so my favorite Outkast album is always going to be Equimini. Stank On You doesn't even come close to ATLians, but I heard it, I heard, I, I watched Outkast grow. A lot of people, which is the funny thing that he brought up, is Outkast had three platinum albums before Stank On You came about. So, how the hell people just then discovered them? Which was really funny because the pop aspect of Out Outcast Thank Onya is what's brought up when that thing is talked about because it's not even and which is funny because it's not that poppy, but it's pop it's the most poppiest album of that at that time. Right. We talked about it on the podcast. It has so fresh, so clean, bums over back. It's it's the it's the beat selection because bums over Baghdad is pop. Selections beats, but international underground stomped them out when I bumped the ground like a million elephants, a simple rack of orangutans. You can't stop the train. Like, that's some, that's some rapping. But I have a house on name. What a man telling me I ain't gonna rain. Now we sitting in so box soaking wet. In, so, in a silk suit trying not to sweat. Hitting summer salts without the net. But this be the year that you won't forget. One nine, nine, nine. Now I know that one, I remember they were running through born homes in that video. Man, I've been to born home three times in my life, and my mama always told me to stay the fuck away from the ghetto. No offense, because they was always shooting over there, and I was trying to die. But my friends on my basketball team lived over there, so I used to visit them sometimes. Anyway, I remember, you know, it was crazy when you was young to see shit that you that you knew where it was in a video. I was like, that's born homes. I ran down that hill before. I rode down that hill before. This be the year that you won't forget. One nine nine nine. When he hit that shit and we go. Yeah, so it's like, so it's like, so it's like Stankonia. It's Stankonia is Stankonia is amazing, but it doesn't compare to Equimini. Stankonia, but Stankonia did give us Mix Jackson, So Fresh, So Clean, Spaghetti Junction. So. Hey, and red velvet. <laughs> yeah. Gasoline, you know, gasoline dreams. Not everybody like the smell of gasoline. Well, burn motherfucker, burn American dream. That everybody like to taste the apple pie. I still think that Black Panther, they need to find a way to work eight, um, outcast gasoline dreams into a fucking trailer. Not everybody like the smell of gasoline or burn motherfucker burn American dream. Not everybody like to taste the apple pie. I snap on your price of life. I'm telling you why. <laughs> Nigga said I got mother, mother nature now on birth control. Mm-mm-mm. And you know how back then they had a lot of interludes 
But like on this album, they had you know I'm cool and um yes and Kimmy Cookie. Lay off that shit, bitch. That the way. <laughs> Good hair, drinking again. But Outcast, my favorite Outcast skit forever. Forever, forever. It's not called forever. But when Andre, I forgot what, I forgot what the end of the song is. But when Big Boy is buying some weed, he oh. buy weed, right? And the dude said it's gonna be like, it's gonna be like $40. He said, damn, man, what it come with the stems? He said, the stems and everything? Yup, stems, season, everything. He said, man, he said, man, what you, he said, man, he said, man, that's a little too high. And he said, man, did that California shit? He said, what's all pay for the plane ticket too? <laughs> he said, man, he said, man, I just sell it. I just sell it. And he said, you know what? It got, it got uncomfortable to me. He said, you know what? I ain't, I ain't gonna fuck with that. I ain't gonna fuck with that. I'm, I'm gone. I'm gonna get the hell on. And he said, don't, don't call me no more. And he said, don't, don't fuck with me no more. He said, I ain't gonna fuck with you no more. He said, I ain't gonna fuck with you no more either. And he said, all right, then, nigga. And he said, all right, then, nigga. Like they both said, all right, then, nigga. I was like, this shit uncomfortable to me. Uh, snapping and trapping. <laughs> But but your gasoline drink gasoline drink get slept on. All my heroes do all my heroes did dope. Every nigga around me playing married or paying child support, I can't cope. Never made no sense to me. One day I hope it will. Now that's all spoke spoke. Like Kid dig low low. That's what that that's low key. That's low key. The flow y'all be trying to rap in now. That singing rapping shit that Andre was doing on gasoline. Oh. All my heroes did dope. You know everything, bro, y'all. Y'all was low key trying to be like y'all. Y'all. A lot of people don't even realize where they be getting their flow from. Mother Nature. The- I'm sorry. I, I was just gonna say the features on the album are interesting because I've never heard of them before this. Except for Erica Badu, of course, the queen. Erica but. Badu, mumble, listen, this and number, sunshines and dreams. That's the way the cookie crumbles. So I got, so I guess I got to reignite my dreams. Oh yeah, bumble, listen. But you heard it. You heard it. Um, Timo and Slim Calhoun. Uh, yeah, and uh, Tila Green. I'm sorry. Yep. No, but. no. All these been in love. At Slim Calhoun, man. It's okay. It's all right, girl. It's okay. It's all right, girl. It's okay. She calling me, digging me, blowing me up. Hey, it's a- yo. I can miss bits. We have to do an ATL, an ATLian episode where I just talk about all the beautiful music that done came through. The best art man, yo. We doing an ATL vert. We doing it. A- I don't know when. I don't even want to, sometimes I be want to have guests on the show, but I'm like, I don't even know, I don't even want nobody to come in here and say something crazy, like I cut them out. So, it's going to be me and Lady Godiva. Because I get, I get, you going to disrespect my city. They're going to be like, because somebody be like, who the fuck is Sim Calhoun? Or don't say, who are Youngbloods? Who are Baby D? Who are Bone Crusher? <laughs> Hitman Sam and Sam? We got to fight. We got to fight. Pastor Troy, Big Oom, DJ Jelly? Nah, bruh. What is heaven with hell and vice versa? If I told you go to hell, would you tell I curse you? Oh my god. 
If it was vice versa, I'd be an angel because I'm a devil. A down South Georgia rep. What you know about the DG boy? What, man? Archie, we ready. We ready. That used a man before football games. You throwing some Archie? We ready for y'all. Man. Atlanta has, Atlanta don't get, I, Atlanta get this, and it's crazy to say, but Atlanta doesn't get enough credit for the greatness that they have did when it comes to music. Like we get enough with, like we get credit, but we don't get enough. Like y'all motherfuckers, y'all remember that damn stat that song? You, <laughs> I'm not gonna see stat daddy. I'm not gonna see stat daddy. Sam, Sam, I'm not gonna do you like that. I'm not gonna see something like that. But Cool Breeze, Dungeon Family, Big Guilt. Good man, y'all boys, but recognize. OJ, did you? Yo, okay, low key. Low key, we're gonna, we're gonna, low key. I didn't even talk about this. Low key, we're gonna say the rest for the episodes. Low key, OJ, the juice man, should be getting royalty checks from every young artist out here. You remember how OJ used to rap and everybody used to get on him about that shit? Honey pound, honey pound, whole brick, honey pound, half a pound, whole brick. Hey, OJ the Jew man made the try. Hey, I'm bumping, I'm booming, I'm out here with the Brady trap. What is it? Trap gang boosted. I, I don't. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't know. I don't. I don't know all damn lyrics to OJ Juice Man lyrics. But it's like trap gang booming, but the dope gang crazy. Like. Is he not sounding like certain artists out here that's shining? Talk about the invented flow. So I'm like, shit, when Gucci said he birthed the Migos, shit, OJ was right there with him. OJ, Rocco, like, Atlanta, Atlanta done made a lot of, Atlanta, Atlanta is a influential, shit, oh, Lil Uzi sound like he from Atlanta. I thought he was from Atlanta. But yeah, the, and that's no distant Lil Uzi. Lil Uzi seems like the, as as much shit as people talk about young people, Lil Uzi honestly seems like a very humble young man. Like all bullshit. I don't care how you. I don't care how you think that man dressed. I don't care about how he. I don't care about how he get down and the way, way he dressed or whatever. How, whatever y'all feel about that, y'all cannot say that that man is out here causing problems. I have never heard any bad thing about that man. Right. Like I was just. I was just thinking about that. I'm like. He's influenced by Atlanta. He's hooked up with DJ Drama and Don Cannon. Gangsta Grip. Let me shut the fuck up because that episode is going to be amazing. It might be three hours damn long. <laughs> I didn't even talk about this, but it might be. That's going to be, be a beautiful episode. But anyway, yeah. back to back to back to Outcast. Outcast, thank on you, is their most ambitious album because after coming off of Quimini, which is arguably their best album, they, they couldn't take their rapping ability to a further level. So it feel like they started to challenge themselves because that was around the time where they strictly did all their production. Like they organized noise. Don't jump me. They stopped. They, they started to want to do their own production. So that's like, they took the they took the rapping ability and matched the and matched the beats with it because it was, I'm going to give you this prolific kicking, kicking you in your chest with metaphors type shit. That you'll find on Rosa Parks. It's kind of like Stankonia is like a whole fucking album full of Rosa Parks type shit. Uh-huh. 
Then they threw in some, you know, then they threw in, then they threw in gang. Do you really want to know about gangster shit? Outcast, good and mob, and the gangster clip. You know, so they threw in, so they threw in shit like that and mumble. So it's like, it's their most ambitious album, but I wouldn't say it's their most, but I wouldn't, I would never say it's their best album. And that's how, that's how great Outcast albums are. That you can disrespect the album that's great without even saying no disrespect because people know you're just comparing it to other Outcast albums, which are great in their own right. Like it's like th- like I would say it's I would say it's it's third and there's no dis- and that's not and that's that it's third I wouldn't say third I wouldn't say fourth like that's how great Outcast is because Idlewild Idlewild low key low key people sleep on Idlewild but Idlewild is low key good too speak about Love Below is amazing but yeah and and also y'all gotta leave Andre three thousand alone I know what something going on recently. Yeah, he keep Andre. They keep on asking Andre three thousand. Hey, do you, you? We really love you. We want you to rap. And Andre three thousand keep on saying, "Hey, I don't want to rap. I'm tired." He. That's one thing. If a person gives me a reason to explain it to the T, that that nigga said he loved. My, we talked about this on the podcast. That nigga said he loved my book, and I was like, "Thank you, sir." We and we talked about my book. I ain't go, hey. And I'm a big outcast. I'm an AT alien. And I didn't go, hey, you should you should drop a 16. You know what I'm saying? Like, at certain points, certain people don't want to rap. He's, you know, he's feel he says that's some young people shit. He, he feels it's some young people shit. He's you know, he pops up. I'm I'm appreciative when he pops up on certain people records. Now, um solo them on them, eh. You know how he hopped on that he hopped up on that Frank Ocean and he killed it. He hopped on Divine Culture, he killed it. He hopped up on Rick Ross, killed it. So he keep on popping up on people's albums. He popped up on he popped up on Kid Cuddy's album, killed it. So it's like I'm appreciative that you even give us that little bit. But if you tell me, hey, my heart's not in rhyming, you know <laughs> you can't you can't you can't I feel like we're trying y'all trying to force him into doing something that he don't want to do. Which is which is funny because it's like he don't want to do it. And he's it's not like he's he's it's not like he's saying it and he's trying to get get us to gas him up. He generally don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like the like the closest I keep on using Joe Budden as an analogy because Joe Budden says he retired, but we can tell he fake retired because he still he still got some rap in him. He teases rap. He teases like oh like I might drop a sixteen on this. Like he Andre three thousand doesn't do that. Andre three thousand like yo. I don't like, I don't, you know, I feel like, I don't feel, I don't never feel like rapping <laughs> ever. Like I'm yeah. out here, I'm out here just enjoying life. I'm out here creating fashion and shit. That I need a, that I need a, I need a baker. That I need a, I need a, I need a baker. The hoodie is fire, by the way. I don't know if it's for sale, but if he's selling that shit, that shit is fire. I won't buy one because I only wear Santa one, but I'm just saying. What's the, um, big boy doing? Big boy. That's another thing. Y'all got big boy. Like Big Boy, I'm I'm gonna go and throw this out there. Big Boy can rap on the same level as Andre. Andre said Andre said Andre said that Big Boy is the better out of the two in the rap group. <clears throat> they they were on the same team. They made a great team. Like <laughs> exactly that's what I'm like because a lot of people mention Andre, but it's like Big Boy is just it's the Big Boy shit. I'm calling in the polar best toenails. Oh hell, there I go again talking shit. Ben corners like it was a curve. I struck a nerve, and now you about to hit a sudden. Now you about to hit a sudden play a serve. I heard it's not where you from, but where you pay rent. Then I heard it's not how much you make, but then I heard it's not how much you make, but how much you spend. You can tell when I'm ready to say. It. You can tell when I'm hyped up to say a, a verse because I, I stumble over it. Then he said, "You got me bent like elbows." 
amongst other things, but I'm not worried because when I step up in the party now, I'm about to serve you. So forget your fucking side box and your sack of nickels. It tickles to see you try to be like Mr. Pickles. Mr. P- we done been over this before. Mr. Pickles. Roar rats. That motherfucker was always trying to vent some shit. And it was always the one. You know, this is the one, Judy. This is the one. You know, so Roar Rat. So Big Boy, Andre 3000 actually had to catch up with Big Boy when it came to lyrical ability. If you if you listen to the older outcasts, Big Boy was far superior on Southern Playlistic. He was far superior on ATLians, but you can see that Andre was getting his footing. Andre caught up to him on on Aquimini. That's what makes Aquimini so great because it's iron sharpening iron. That's not to say that Andre three thousand wasn't or wasn't getting his rap on, but Big Boy was clearly the better one, as Andre three thousand said. So now. It's just, it's, it's just, it's just been a tie since. Y'all just don't hear so much of Andre that you don't really, you don't really notice it because Andre's flow is different from anything you have ever heard. But he grew into that because it seems like he was trying to emulate with Big Boy. He was trying to keep up with Big Boy. Then when he started trying to keep up with Big Boy, he developed his own style. That's when he became his own man. I think Erica Badu had a lot to do with that. Because because remember they start when he started that's when he started dressing when he started dressing different he started getting his vocab differently so I think Erica Badu had a lot to do with Big Boy becoming I mean Andre I would love to talk to him about that because I feel like I feel like Erica Badu whether spoken or unspoken had a lot to do with the with the Andre he became but yeah so that's just my that's just my whole analogy about it because they like shit big boy had to like big boy eventually had to go that way because it posted because andre 3000 is the poet of the group big boy was the rapper it was the player and the poet yeah oh man i still enjoy andre 3000 i i get him (laughs) yeah you got to watch him grow when he came on return of the gangster Oh my god! I still Almighty O, Almighty O. When he said, "You ain't a hater, can't tell. Either diss me well, go to hell or go to Yale. Study human behavior so you know just who the hell you fucking with is nutty, boy." Nigga said you were married to the pen, huh? Stay engaged. The pronunciation is void, huh? No, it's something like a fight with a toy. So it's like he found his groove. He found his groove around Aquemini, and that's from Mighty O. Is from uh, from um Idlewild. I know why album is pretty good too. So it's like he started finding his groove and slowly became his own man. So when he became his own man, y'all started paying attention to it because their flow started to become uniquely different from each other. Because at first it was just two motherfuckers, you know, two dope boys in the Cadillac. I say, look, boy, I ain't for that fuck shit. Because listen to the way Andre raps on them raps. Andre Andre was coming on some aggressive gangster shit. I said, look, boy, I ain't for that fuck shit. So fuck this. Let me explain on this child style so you don't miss. I grew up to myself, not riding apartments. Just a nigga busting flows off in apartments. Hey. <laughs> he say, got stopped in the mall the other day. Got a call from the other way. I just came from. Some nigga was saying something. Talking about. Hey, what's so good? Remember me school? Nah, not really, but he kept smile but he kept smiling like a child, face expression looking silly, and he kept asking me, What kind of car you drive? I know y'all paid. I know y'all got boo or dough from all the songs y'all done made. Now I I've been going through the same thing that he has. True, I got more fans than average man, but not enough food to last me. I live the, I live by the beat. Look, <laughs> I'm not gonna go there. I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to go. But yeah, so it's like Andre came into his own as a as opposed to Big Boy who really knew who the fuck he wanted to be. Big boy was getting in front of get big boy was getting in front of gate. Right. 
Big boy, that's on like, but so it's like, don't disrespect Outcast by not. If you gonna make a top ten, you gotta put both in the motherfucker. Because big boy said, big boy said, you better choose the right one or pick the. You better choose the right hole or pick the kitties up. Big boy said, what the what the girl? I choose you, baby. Mm-hmm. Baby, you been rolling. What? Any mini position with precision I pick, make my selection. This man is talking about you better pick the right girl to have sex with and get married to. He, he said, "Dump, dump in the gut, motherfucker. The kitty up. Better choose the right one and pick, pick the kitties up." Like he's telling you, you better choose the right woman. Cause if you choose the wrong one, you gonna be paying twenty k a day. That bitch is eating good like an infant on the double D titties just getting drunk because you miscalculated the next to the last pump. So it's like Andre, I mean, big boy, big boy was giving you more of that playlistic shit. As opposed to Andre, who would take you around in a circle to get you to the, you know, he'll take you around the mountain. Big boy driving through the fucking mountain. That's the that's that's outcast. One driving you around the mountain, one taking you through the mountain, but it sounds so beautiful together. <laughs> I love man, I might have to do a whole episode about fucking international anthem. He said, "Better get prepared. You better get prepared for the C support. She's supposed to spend it on a baby, but we see she don't." Ask Park McCartney. The lawyers couldn't stop it. Slaughter her. Slaughter her. Tie her to a rocket. Send her into outer space. I know he wish he could because he paid you 20K a day. That bitch is eating good. Like an infant on a double D titties just getting drunk because you miscalculated the next to the last pump. Dump it in her gut. Raw from the giddy up. Better choose the right one or pick the kitties up. Shucks. Like that's a that's a this man is explaining to you in a rap how if you have sex with the wrong woman to get her pregnant, then she gonna fuck your life up. Bruh. Shout to the mighty outcast. One time for the mighty outcast. Y'all are y'all are the best. Outcast is the best group to ever grace the world. Any genre of music. I would debate anybody about this. Actually, I ain't gonna debate you. Don't at me. What the what, what kids say? Don't at me. Outcast is the Outcast is the greatest group of all time. I don't care what nobody say. You can't convince me other words. Lies. Right. I don't give a fuck who came before, who came after. Outcast is still Outcast broke the mold. Outcast birthed you niggas. Pay homage. <laughs> I wouldn't people people that be listening to podcasts for the first time, they'll be like, damn that, that Jesus Shutterbird dude is so aggressive. They'll be knowing I'll be joking. I'll be joking. But I do, but I do believe the Outcast is the greatest group of all time. Ain't no, ain't nobody close. Shit, people cl- close is good in mob, and good in mob ain't even close. Wait till we do the ATL. Wait till we do the ATL in episode, baby. It's gonna be beautiful. That's gonna be my favorite episode. I can't wait. It's my favorite episode. We haven't even did it yet. Anyway, let's give out this code. Let's give out this code. All right, this code is gonna be from H and M. <clears throat> y'all ready? Y'all got y'all pen and paper? 
You can visit H&M.com and treat yourself to 40% off one item of your choice and free shipping. Use code 3362 at H&M.com for 40% off any item of your choice, any item in the store, no matter the, the price. Any item in the store. Use code 3362 at H&M.com. It is valid till... November 12th, 2017. Thanks. I'm just throw this out there. H&M got some nice little um break like some little bracelets for men, some nice some nice manly ones you can get. I don't got I got like I got like a Lady Godiva seen some I got a shit ton of them. Um cuz I I can't I don't like my arm being naked. I don't like naked arms. Uh-huh. Anyway, I don't like naked arms. Um they also have the joggers now, H&M made sure they sent me some joggers. I appreciate that. Because I was talking, like, I, all I wear is, I'm a basic bitch. All I wear is jog. All I wear is joggers. Because we short. Like, we can't wear, we can't wear, people don't understand when you short, you can't wear jeans. Right. Because, like, the jeans will fit your waist or whatever perfectly, but the, the length is horrible. The longest, the shortest length is horrible. And then I also don't like the way it covers up my pants. Because when I was young, especially in high school, in high school, we'll get the jeans and we'll tailor them. Like we'll, 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 um, roll them up, like the little roll them up around the ankle thing. So we was making joggers in, in high school anyway. So it was like, oh shit, they got joggers. They only 30, they only $30. So you can get every fucking color. I got every fucking color. So I was like, they need to come out with some new ones. So H&M sent me the brown ones. Uh-huh. I don't know or not. I don't know or not. I don't know what I'm going to wear with them, but you know, I appreciate it. So I got every, oh. I got every color. I got every color H&Ms. I need buy. I want to make, I want to make some Sancoin. Sancoin, Sancoin and H&M need to hook up for some joggers. We need to hook up for some joggers. That'd be dope. Yeah, it would. <laughs> Cause H and M, y'all need to, y'all need to get some old camo joggers. We need to, we need to do some camo joggers. Man, H and M, we need some. I don't, I don't know. I'm not with the red. I don't want nobody think I'm in the game. I try to, I, I'm this. I don't wear red pants, bro. Man, but like that, that's a little too gangy. And plus, that seems, that seems, that seems too colorful. Like I'm too old to be wearing red pants. What the hell would I wear with some red pants? I don't know. Look at my dumb. I probably got some Adidas sweatpants that are red, so let me shut the fuck up. <laughs> I can't wear red pants. So I'm gonna pull up a picture. Here you go, wear red pants right here on November 12th. But yeah, y'all make sure y'all make sure y'all use that code. Let me know what y'all get. Let me know what y'all want to get. But just shit, just let me know what y'all going on with y'all life when it comes to fashion, man. Cause I know I'm a fashion designer. Also, I, you know, I do the blog segments, dress like, just like Javar's or whatever. So I've been trying to help y'all out in fashion. So don't ever, don't ever feel like you can't come to somebody, which is really weird. Cause you know, people shame people for not knowing how to dress themselves. Uh-huh. But don't ever, don't ever feel like you too ashamed to ask me, Hey, what you think go with this? Because I would happily answer it. You know, at me on Twitter, at me on Instagram, you know, Javar's is on Mars. The Squire Tales on Instagram. I'll happily help you. I will help. I will help you out. You can send a private message if you want to. I, won't, I don't. That's really weird. That people shame people for not knowing how to dress. Like everybody don't know how to dress. Lady Godiva, oh. but Lady Godiva is the best dresser out of the two of us. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Oh. <laughs> like I think I be think I be thinking I'm fresh, but Lady Godiva, man, it's like standing next to a million bucks. Oh, thank you. <laughs> she be she she be. Oh my, Lady Godiva can throw some clothes together. I'm like, she need to dress me. I need to let her dress me. Our next photo shoot, you dressing me. 
I don't know. What I, man, I don't know what we doing for that. This this should be a fuck it. They family. I don't know what I'm doing for the next photo shoot, but some taco meat in one of the shots got to be shown. What is supposed to be shown? My taco meat. On my chest. Okay. On my chest. I'm gonna get my. I'm gonna get my. I'm gonna get my Hawaii five zero. I'm gonna have like. Oh man, I remember when we was trying to go to the beach on vacation. I had my. I had my Lacroix. I had my Lacroix. I had my Lacroix. My Lacroix denim. My Lacroix light denim. Light denim button up, half you know, half collar button. I mean, short sleeve button up, and I had the at the um, Perry Ellis swim trunks. I was about to be out there with the taco meat, just a swinging in these streets. <laughs> then we didn't even. Then we, then then it was like, oh no, it's gonna rain. It's gonna rain. So it was like, we ain't gonna do it. Man, I had that. I was gonna have that taco meat. Show. I don't got a lot of taco meat, but I got enough where my chest looks sexy enough for you know we can blast the streets with the taco meat. Though. But yeah, y'all make sure y'all check that out. Make sure y'all use that H and M code. We probably gonna do some more giveaways, especially with with the holidays coming up. We don't really celebrate holidays, but you know we pass it on to y'all anyway. Hey. All right, we need to get to this Aquaman, huh? Yeah. Cause it's a it's a it's a it's a good one. I teased okay. it on Twitter. I teased it on Twitter. It's a good one. <laughs> Let me know when you're ready. Now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the podcast, the awkward mail. If you have a hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, I don't know how I didn't think it is when we was talking about um when we was talking about Halloween. OJ Simpson was <laughs> OJ Simpson was out here in these streets trick or tr- was out here in these streets greeting the trick or treaters. Like people was coming, people was coming up to OJ Simpson's house, knocking on the door, and he had a whole bag of candy ready for their ass. <laughs> he had the candy, and he also he was in the he was in the Halloween spirit because he was not only in costume, but he was in costume as OJ Simpson. Ask me what I'm talking about. What are you talking about? This man had on a, he had on his old, he had on one of his old, <laughs> he had on one of his old, he had on a, he had on a Bills jersey. <laughs> he, because he used to play for the Bills, so this fool, he had on, he had on one of his, he had on one of his jerseys passing out candy. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That is, that is fucking hilarious. I don't know. I I don't I don't know how the hell I didn't talk about that. Cause I'm like, <sighs> but the thing is, as long as you're not a white woman, you should be safe going to OJ house. Cause I'm pretty sure you're not gonna just snap. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> in OJ, in OJ's defense, in OJ's, but in OJ's defense, okay, in OJ's defense, in his defense, yo. Yo, Complex Con is going to have a lot of school. Uh, also, by the way, everybody, if you're in Los Angeles, make sure you go to Complex Con. It's, I think it's November 1st through the 4th. They're going to have a lot of sneaker exclusives because NERD, who just put out a new song with Rihanna called Lemon. Man, have you said, have, wait till you hear that new song. That shit is fire. Oh, I did. 
I did, but she posted it on Instagram. That shit was fire. Like they shade, they shade the little the, the woman head in the beginning. She that that woman was twerking all over the. That that woman was dancing. She the power of Rihanna prepared her to dance all around that that um that that flea market in the middle of the night. In the video, <laughs> my fr- my friend Bria, shout out to her. She said that A Rod is a weenie. <laughs> she said, laughing my ass off, weenie. She just said on Twitter. So like that's all. Like I was wondering, I was wondering where everybody stood. It. The lady let me know, is that corny or not? Because I, I kind of, I knew, you, I knew you were gonna say that was corny. Because I take you all kind of corny shit. So I knew you were gonna be like, oh, that's sweet. You find all this, you find all this corny shit sweet, and I appreciate it. But anyway, I don't know. You gotta be corny with women. You can't be like, "Hey, yo, bitch, I think you cute as fuck." Like, 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 what, 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 what would you like him to do? <laughs> then y'all be like, he's too aggressive. Like, why he gotta treat me like a nigga? He punched me. He punched me in my titty and said that you know, like he punched me in my titty and said you gotta be. <laughs> Can you imagine A Rod punching her in her titty and say, You got it, you looking good, B. Yo, dead ass, B. Anyway, where the fuck are we going? Okay, anyway. I'm sorry, A Rod. You ain't done nothing to me. Actually, A Rod, I was defending you, so never mind. I'm defending you. Anyway, now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the podcast, The Acumel, where you send in advice and questions and we give you the answers. If you have some advice or a question you would like to ask us, feel free to email us. That is jvars at planetofthesandcorn.com, J-A-V-A-R-I-S at planetofthesandcorn.com. That is S-A-N-Q-U-O-N.com. Or you can email Lady Godiva. That would be Kadir at wordsbyladyg.com, G-H-A-D. I R at words by lady G.com. All right. This, this week, I know we normally let Lady Godiva read it, but I feel compelled to read this one. So, you ready? But what, what you, you, you still eating? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> woman, woman, don't rush me. I read it when I want to. No, I'm just playing. Okay, this. I'm just, I'm just joking. Don't beat me up. Okay, this Akamel is titled "My Best Friend's Wife Tried to Give Me Oral Sex and I Didn't Know and I Don't Know What to Do or If I Should Even what? Tell Him." Yes, it says my best friend's wife tried to give me oral sex and I don't know what to do or if I should tell him. It's about to be a dandelion. It's about to be lit. Real fast. Okay, so here's a little backstory before the main dish. <laughs> I love this already. This nigga said, "Here's a little." I I love when the awkward misfits just get just get us. Like like yeah, I'm I'm like it's like it's like it's like they know like they gonna love this shit. Right. Um, he said, "Here's a little." He said, "Here's a little backstory before the main dish." I feel like we influenced that line right there. Okay, anyway. <clears throat> when we were sophomores or juniors in high school, sending news, aka sexting, close your ears, was rampant. 
probably because of the onslaught of camera phones and picture messages and general and general teenageness. By the way, he's he's there around twenty. He's twenty five now. Teenageness. Wow. And so at at <clears throat> at the time, I had sent news to girls. She thought I was well endowed. So she sent the picture to a few of her friends. They sent them to more friends. And all of a sudden, every girl and some guys in school had seen them. Then the rumor started. In retrospective, it's not a bad rumor to have going around. But after a while, it got ridiculous and unrealistic. As such as, I wish it was over exaggerated. But I heard a girl dislocated her jaw. I heard a girl had to go to the hospital. I heard he gets a headache when he gets in a boner, etc. Completely in utter bullshit. So that shit lasted for like a year and then eventually stopped. We all graduated and went on with our life. Okay, first of all, that I, I can see a rumor like that going around high school. I heard a girl dislocated. I heard a girl dislocated her jaw. Dislocated her jaw though. Motherfucker said I heard he get a headache when he get a boner. Why would he get a headache? Like how how big do they think this man dick is? Like and the big the, I don't. Hmm. Yo, the script is still on Skype, by the way. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what they made me think of the script before. Okay, fast forward to two months ago, I was at a birthday party for my best friend. Let's call him Kyle. So it was Kyle's birthday party. He had it at his favorite bar. I had my ex as my plus one. And at some point in time, Kyle's wife, Megan, and my ex wandered outside to smoke. They was out there for quite a while. No big deal. My ex came back in. Hey, I think I hit my limit. We should go back to my place. Look at her being responsible, knowing that she hit her drinking limit and said, I'm going to go home. That's really responsible. Smart young woman. So we did. On the Uber ride home, she was super quiet. Like, abnormal quiet. We got back to her place, go inside, and she goes. So Megan kept on asking me questions about our sex life outside. Mainly about you. What do you mean? She asked, how big are you? Because she heard rumors and then asked me to estimate with my hands. What the f- Damn. She's trying to catch them hands. She try- how you gonna be like, yo, so how big is your, your, your ex-boyfriend's dick? And then, then she goes to ask you to estimate with your hand anyway. Then said, Cal isn't that big. God damn. How do you handle that? And went on about how, okay, how big, how big is it? Did they think that the biggest dick in the world? Because they acting really crazy now. Like, is it the first dick in the world? How big is it? How do you handle that? Like, like what? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> by the way, by the way, the um, Los Angeles Dodgers are currently losing to the Asteroids, and they're probably about to lose the World Series right here. Let's see that they lose it. Oh, they lost it, and they just lost the World Series. The Astros have just won the World Series. The Houston Astros, because they're addressing the y'all. But anyway, back to the story. <sighs> she asked, how big are you? Because she heard rumors. Then she asked me to estimate it with my hands. Then said, Cal isn't that big. How do you handle that? And went on about how how it'll be a hot mess around her. And that got really graphic about the details of what she'll do if Cal was like that. Yeah, that's really weird. Here's where it gets good. A week later, she dumped me. 
She cheated, but said, I never slept with him. Being with somebody emotionally is actually cheating. It's finding yourself. (laughs) 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 Oh, but die. She said, I never slept with him. Being with somebody emotionally isn't actually cheating. It's finding yourself. That's, man, that's, that's on the same level as cheating. I'm going to just throw that out there. That might damn them be, that might damn them be more shameful. Uh-huh. God damn, you give, somebody, you give yourself to somebody else emotionally and physically? Mm. Anyway. So fast forward to last Saturday. Cal hosted a Halloween party. Cal pulled a classic cow and drunk an ungodly amount of alcohol. And Megan and I had to babysit him so he passed out. Quite literally, on the kitchen counter. We and another friend carried him to the bed and everyone kept partying. Later on, everyone left and it was just me and Megan drinking together. Admitted, I got hair in my mouth. Admittedly, I don't know how the hell I swallowed my own hair. Admittedly, we were both very intoxicated. She brought up the rumors from high school, which apparently Cal told her. Okay, Cal, what the fuck are you doing? Cal, what the hell is you doing? Why are you telling? How how did they come up in conversation? Yo, you know my friend. Everybody think he got a big ass dick. Like like what the like what kind of freak what kind of faux play you into? Okay, I don't. Okay, I don't lost some space. I don't lost some space. I'm okay. Okay, <clears throat> which apparently Kyle told her. I told her they weren't true, and she said, "Prove it." I said, "I would not do that. That's wrong on so many levels." She kept asking to see it, and I kept saying no and threatening to leave. She apologized. We drank some more. She brought it up in a stupid, drunken attempt. She brought it up again in a stupid drunken attempt to get her to stop or at least realize the magnitude of her request. I said, and I quote, show me your pussy and I'll show you it. <laughs> this story is wild. Oh, no. <laughs> he said, show me your pussy and I'll show, it, and I'll show you it. He already know we was going to roast him. He already know we was going to roast him. Because the next sentence is, my defense is that I always know her to be very prude and religious. And from what Kyle has told me, vanilla. I expected her to get uncomfortable and just stop. She did quite the opposite. In a matter of seconds, she lifted her witch skirt, spread her legs, and pulled her spandex to the side, revealing herself to me. I was in awe. And also, naturally, somewhat turned on. She said, a deal is a deal. Show me it. I told her I wouldn't. She then stood up and started walking towards me. My reaction was to stand up and walk backwards. She reached and pulled my board shorts, my board shorts. I was dressed as a spring breaker down, completely revealing myself. I was, okay. This is where it gets weird because. I was at least 75% erect. Man, how the hell you know you're 75%? <laughs> like, he's so detailed. I was I was 75% erect. That you, you was halfway erect? I know what halfway erect means. 
Cause I, you know, I kind of got a penis, but I, I've never been hard to be like, you know, I'm seventy five percent erect right now. Anyway, as she, he said, he, I swear, these motherfuckers they, they know we like details. These motherfuckers, I was seventy five percent, not to be confused with a hundred. I was seventy five. As shameful as it is to admit the whole situation, how sexy and for she was being, which was the opposite of the vanilla prude I kept hearing about, turned me on. She looked me in my eyes, grabbed it, and said, not, not quite as big as I was expecting, but still way bigger than Kyle. And didn't ask if she could try it out. I said that I was leaving, but as soon as I started, but as soon as I started to turn, she kneeled down and literally shoved it in her mouth. I pushed her away from it, pulling up my shorts and walked out. I went home. This was around 3 a.m. She sent a multitude of texts, which were more graphic than the last. A couple of pics I deleted and then went to bed. I woke up to a text from her saying, let's forget about what happened last night. I wouldn't want Kyle to find out that his best friend tried to sleep with his wife. So, yeah, there's the dilemma. Now, why he has her number? Why he has her number? Yeah. You can't have your you can't have your friend. Your, I I don't know. Shit, I don't. I don't I, mm. Mm. Wait, wait, wait. Mm. Did you just crack it? Huh? That's his best friend's wife, right? Yeah. Okay. So why does he have her number? Maybe they, maybe he cool with her. Hell no, that's not how it works. No sir. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he get. Mm. Hey man, you got some explaining to do, Lucy. Why do you have her number? Because Lady Gaga said you're supposed to have a number. I don't. I don't have most of my. Fr- I don't know. I don't. That is. That is. Normally, when people get married, you kind of stop speaking to them. <clears throat> Or you speak to them through the um through you th- or you only speak to them when you see them type thing, right? And that's the thing that attraction seems to be going on for a little while longer than what she's saying because they were a little too comfortable getting rowdy, like. <laughs> Right, like I, I feel like he, I feel like he's leaving some stuff out. I feel like he's he's not telling us the whole story. Right. Are you lying to us, man? I don't, feel, I don't like being lied to. <laughs> I think he's shame, he's feeling ashamed, but come on now, we're not little. We know we know what happened. <laughs> but to answer your question, but to answer your question, <sighs> man, you better tell them. You better you gotta come. You gotta come all the way clean because again, it doesn't seem like you was telling us the whole story. I think I honestly think. That it was just like the last. You felt like it was like the last type of straw type shit. Like you probably been fooling around with her, but for her to try to to try to top you off in the same house right. with with the, with the, with her husband, you probably felt that was too inappropriate. So now you're trying to figure out a way to get out this shit by acting like that was the first time. Right, like she took <laughs> it too far, and he, he was shocked. Yeah, because he already because it's already too far to begin with. Right, that's the thing. He's gonna lose his best friend, that's for sure. Yeah, and it, I feel like I feel like he's gonna end up with her though. 
Man, the, the same way you get her is the same way you lose her. Right. So you don't want no. If she cheat, if she cheat on him, you ain't you ain't above being cheated on. She gonna cheat on you too. And then hold up, how are they both at the same place? Where's the best friend at? Remember he was drunk. And he pa- remember he got drunk and he passed out. So they he in the bedroom sleep. He in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. He in the bedroom they drunk. They set him up. They set him up to get drunk like that so they can do the same. <laughs> she said they set him up to get drunk. They, man, dude. <laughs> they were probably like ruining him on. And he's, he's a dumb one. Like, yeah, yeah, I got this. I can do it. <laughs> right? Yeah, so you they set you up, man. They set you up. And then she end up, yeah, I don't know. That's like, yeah, you seem a little too, I don't know. She said, uh. No, I'm not talking about him. They set the best friend up. The, they set the best friend up? What the fuck? Are they trying to store them for some money? <laughs> no, her husband. They uh, set him up to get drunk. Oh, man, they done, they done set you up, bro. Player. That's crazy. That's some freaky shit. That's some Because cause honestly, in all honesty, man, when she started hitting on you, if you was innocent, <clears throat> if you was innocent, if you was completely innocent, and then, man, I don't know or not you thought we were going to be on your side, but if you was completely innocent, when she first started hitting on you, you should have got up and left. It's about you, you was attempting to leave. Why are you staying? If somebody, if, if somebody's wife hitting on me, or if a woman hitting on me, period, I'm getting the hell up out of there. Yeah. Because the next thing that happens, you still not at fault, but you could have, but you could have got out of that. Exactly. It took it took her to put it took her to put your dick it took her to put a dick in her mouth for you to be like oh I gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah, she done already did it now. Uh huh. So they gonna end up together and the best friends gonna be mad as shit probably talk the shit out of her and <laughs> try to fight. <laughs> Daddy should have turned the best. <laughs> okay, and then another thing. So, like, like she was saying, why do you have her number? It don't even sound like the friend, the um, the wife is friends with the best friend. If it's as described, if you think, because you didn't say you know her and she's a very vanilla person. You said she's very vanilla from what you have heard from the husband. Exactly. So, you know something? Look, awkwardness. Let me tell y'all something. If y'all in a relationship, right, and you have your best friend, I get that you tell your best friend stuff. But there are certain things, especially intimate parts that you have with your partner that your best friend does not need to know. Because that is what leads, you know, to cheating. Because you're giving your best friend a visual. And it's like, what do you expect? So that husband, you know, you set yourself up, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I don't share none of my personal business when it comes to, come to my personal life like that. Ain't, ain't I, what what goes on goes on. It don't go. I don't be like yo yo. So such so, you know this, this that and the third. Like they ain't your business. I don't even want to hear right. when, when people try to tell me that shit. I don't even want to hear. I'm like man, I'm good. I don't want to hear that shit. Yeah, and it's like that's what people kill me. Like they want to cry when after the fact when everything messes up. But the whole time you were giving the person all kinds of ideas. So yeah, man, you gotta tell your best friend. Y'all gonna get to a big ass fight. 
because I think I, I still think I think the wife is getting it on with you because like Lady Godiva said, why she have your number if y'all not even friends? If y'all if you if you just if you not friends with her, why she got your number? Exactly. If you're best friends with her husband, y'all don't need to be friends. They should establish that from the get go. <laughs> okay, there, just why the fuck out. But yeah, that's that story was crazy. I was like, this story is crazy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so you got to man up and you got to tell him that you've been cheat, you've been sleeping with his wife and he's going to beat you. He, y'all can get to a fight and then one of y'all can get y'all ass beat and then what, then you got to go from there. But, you, but I mean, you can't, you can't tell the husband like, hey, hey man, you, you put some thoughts in my head, man. Don't say that shit. Now, I don't care how many thoughts somebody put in your head. If you tell somebody they're getting cheated on and then she said, yeah, yeah, oh, your dick bigger than his. Oh, we fighting. I don't give a fuck how many thoughts. I don't give a fuck how many thoughts I put in your head. I'm still gonna whoop your ass. Like it's like, can you imagine if the husband gets cheated on, didn't get his ass whooped too? Oh man, <laughs> that is so <laughs> I remember this one dude's girlfriend was like, "Oh my god, your hair was so beautiful. Look at his hair." And like she was, I was like, "Don't." I was like, "Please don't touch my hair." And then, like, she was telling her boyfriend, oh, why you can't have hair like that? He was, like, low-key trying to hate. <clears throat> I gave him oh. that look. I gave him that look. Like, your woman is in the wrong, but if you try some stupid shit, I'm still going to beat your ass. <laughs> so, you're going to have a wrong woman, and you're going to have an ass whooping. <laughs> but, but, yeah. That's been this episode of the Aqua Minority Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Audio Mac, iTunes, wherever the hell you find us at, go find us. And we appreciate y'all for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. Good night. <clears throat>